Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to My Wave Podcast. For me, it's been way too long. I've, I think I've missed three weeks. This is my first time where I've gone that long without an interview. So I, I don't know how this interview is going to go. We'll see. But I'm stoked to be here with Kelly Donovan. Uh, she is owner operator of Mermaid Surf School. And so we'll get to hear her most memorable wave story here in just a moment. Pretty stoked to be sitting here at Riceville Beach Park. Had to wipe down the benches. They had the sprinklers on a little bit ago. So if there's any background noise other than than birds, maybe a motorcycle or police car, just it's part of the ambiance. So just embrace and enjoy. But welcome. Uh, I had a trip to Honduras. Uh, we were doing construction down in the mountains, um, helping helping a friend out, and then uh, took a group from Wrightsville Beach to Puerto Rico. We scored some fun surf and helped a uh, a program down there called Youth for Christ. It's in Aguadilla. Uh, man, they're doing a phenomenal job of reaching out, building relationships within that community, and uh, love what those guys at Youth for Christ Puerto Rico are doing. And then uh, came back and played catch up. And, and now we're back. We're back. I am stoked to have Kelly here and looking forward to hearing her wave story. But hey, first, I want to give a shout out to this episode sponsor. This episode sponsor is Savage Surfboards. Their tagline is a real American surfboard made here in Wilmington uh, from Sean O'Donnell and Kenny Briel. Uh, go to savagesurfboards.com, check them out, but you can get a lot more views of what they do on their Instagrams at Shapes by Kenny Briel and at Shapes by Sean O'Donnell. And Sean threw in a bunch of those annoying underscores. So if you're looking for his, it's at Sean, S-H-A-W-N underscore Oh, I think, or I don't know what it's shapes by Sean. It's got a bunch of underscores. You can find them, but they have a, uh, a showroom open to the public from 11 to six Monday through Friday. You can buy right there factory direct, or you can find their boards up and down the East coast. Um, do a great job working with you, the customer, uh, to build a board out that fits you. And so great folks to work with. Check them out. Savage surfboards. I hope that you get one and ride it well. Hey, also, if you've been enjoying uh, what you've been hearing, uh, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash my wave. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash my wave. And, you know, you can support the, the work here real simple. A $5 cup of coffee, you can buy me 10 cups of coffee, however many cups of coffee you want, or even better, Email me at mywavepodcast at gmail.com and let's grab some real coffee together. I'd love to meet with you. Also, if you have any comments or criticisms, you say you want to just email me and say you are totally cooking it. I will say you are right, but I'm loving it. So, hey, thanks again for tuning in. Let's get on with the show and hear from Kelly Donovan and her most memorable wave. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Stoked to be here. Yeah. Now, now, Kelly, where did we meet? How? I know you've got this super rad Aerostar. <laughs> that is, what color blue would you? I'd just say tur turquoise. It's a turquoise blue. Air, what year is that Aerostar? That's a ninety-one. Sick. I love it. I love it. My mom and dad had to, had one. It's like the ultimate old school soccer mobile. Yeah. Like everybody remembers going to soccer practice in one of those back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but whenever I'm down to Riceville Beach and I see it, it's like, Phew! I know Kelly's in the water or, or teaching lessons or something. She's around here. Yeah. Uh, it's so identifiable. It's kind of funny. It's a 91. Mm -hmm. So we just, we just, uh, 
are in the process of buying, I'm, I'm test running it now, a 1991 Ford Festiva. Ooh, I should have drove. I should have driven it this morning, <laughs> and it'd be two ninety one sitting in the parking lot. That'd have been hilarious. Oh yeah, put on a show for Wrightsville Beach, <laughs> <laughs> antique car show at Wrightsville Beach, impromptu. <laughs> well, cool. Well, well, Kelly, give us give us uh, some info about Mermaid Surf School. Just. Sell us on it. What talk to us? What is it about? Well, yeah. So let me backtrack to your original question about how we met. Oh yeah, which yeah. was Duh. on okay. the south end. You know, okay. obviously, I have a pretty noticeable van, right? And I've noticed your amazing surf church group that you host every Sunday morning right by the pier, and that happens to be where I teach surfing, where I surf, where I hang out. Basically, it's my home away from home. Right. And a lot of the women that I surf with will go up to your, your surf church and we can hear from the beat, oh. uh, from the waves too, which is great. And awesome. so sometimes we get that overlap and yeah. I've come up to check it out as well a few times. And just through that awesome community that's being built on the South End, we've crossed paths and overlapped. And so I think just organically, we've we've crossed paths on the actual beach path yeah. many a time to the point we're like who are you what are you doing, <laughs> we're doing we have a very similar mission and, and view for the the surf community down here at Wrightsville Beach and absolutely so just super grateful to have connected with you and to be sitting across the table from you here now so, yeah 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 and I'm gonna I'm capture this picture here because the sun's shining through and everything yeah. but no I, I figured that was how <laughs> it was very very organic very just past crossing and uh, throw some shakas up let's go you all right. Um, so, yeah, now, mermaids. Yeah. What, what's that about? How did you get involved with that? Give us a history and a story. Yeah, so Mermaid Surf School, here we are. Um, it's an all-female surf school, and our mission is to empower female surfers through surfing, self-love, and sisterhood. There you go. I did not grow up surfing. I grew up on a horse farm. Where at? <laughs> In Connecticut. Oh, really? Um and just always felt drawn towards the water. Didn't I was about an hour and a half away from the beach and waves. Was a com very competitive swimmer, water polo player. I mean, every chance I could get, I was in the water. Yeah. But it was in a swimming pool. And um, I just always was really drawn to surfing. There was <laughs> something in the ocean. Something was calling me, hence the name mermaid. There you surf. go. <laughs> you know, that's like the mermaid represents this inner energy or spirit or soul. Right. Um, you know, kind of confident independent adventurous woman or yeah. feminine energy so i just kind of followed that and as soon as i graduated high school went out to california just to, to go to school and went to pepperdine university to swim and right out the front door are waves oh, and, man. and that was really the beginning of the end for me i blew my shoulder out surfing my second year and oh, no. kind of rehabbed for a while and started to pick up surfing and uh my journey began in my early early 20s okay and it was terrifying i mean to be one of the only females out in the lineup mm. early 20s all alone yeah lots of men around i was like look talk about being a kook i mean that was <laughs> me <laughs> you know that, that's interesting you know because i took a couple trips out to california and i thought the and there are girls that surf out there and it's probably more now but it seemed very male dominant up and mm -hmm. down where here at riceville beach you paddle out in any spot, any given day, and you're going to be, you can be surrounded by guys and girls. Mm -hmm. And I love that about Riceville Beach. And and I don't know if that's indicative of the East Coast uh, versus West Coast or, or what. What do you think? Um, I, I actually haven't surfed on the West Coast too much, other than that first year I was on a foam board in the white water. Mm -hmm. um, so mostly East Coast 
and right here in Wrightsville Beach. So I, I can't really speak to that too much, but all I know is I'm definitely trying to hold space for more ladies in the lineup. Yeah. And it, you know, when you tend to paddle out with a couple girlfriends, you've, you're more confident, you're more comfortable sure. opposed to just being the only one. Yeah. So I'm just trying to create what I wish I had mm -hmm. in my journey, learning how to surf. Yeah. Because I got hooked and I was committed, but it, it really wasn't about learning to surf. It was about the person I had to become along the way okay. in learning how to surf, like yeah. getting to know myself more deeply, not living in fear, but embracing fear and mm. kind of transforming that yeah. through my own personal journey. So I just want to share that with other women and you know, young, young girls, women, women of all ages, yeah. really. That's awesome. No, and, and it shows you've got a crew around you <laughs> that the, the, the girls I've talked to, they know you love you. And uh, Thank you. thanks for sharing that stoke and, and, and doing what you're doing. Thank you so H much. How can people find out about mermaids? So um, I have a website, mermaidsurf.com. Okay. Um, just updated that. So you can check us out there. We're going to start being more active on our Instagram as well. We, we kind of slow down in the winter, but definitely trying to share more <coughs> inspiring and inspirational messages through our Instagram this year, not just super cool surf photos. So <laughs> you, you can, you know, if you're looking f to just get stoked, get uh, inspired or empowered, you can check us out at Mermaid Surf Sisters. There you go. At Mermaid Surf Sisters on Instagram. And then uh, how do you do camps? Do you do private lessons? Are you year round? Are you summer only? What, what about that? Um, we're very seasonal right now. I don't love to be cold. So <laughs> we're just gearing up actually for May, just kicking off the season for Mother's Day this weekend. We do private lessons, semi-private lessons, group surf sessions, and then we have a surf club. So it's a very progressional surf experience. Nice. You have to work your way up through the program for safety reasons. So if you're a new surfer, we require a one-on-one -on -one private session. And then once you learn your surf fundamentals and water safety and you've kind of proven that you can be safe in the water, you right. can do semi-private lessons with other you know, intermediate students. Uh -huh. And then once you get approval and you can start to paddle on your own and paddle into waves on your own, you can join the surf group which um, is a one to five or six ratio okay. with me. I'm on a surfboard with you, so I'm not pushing you into waves right. anymore. You've earned this spot. Yeah. I'm there to coach you, cheer for you, and let you feel just as much confidence as you can yeah. in a safe and supportive and super fun group. It's, it's pretty hilarious out there, but we keep it small and controlled just for safety reasons. Yeah. And then once you're fine, learning your surf etiquette and catching waves on your own you can just come out to the surf club and that's free that's oh, cool. where you, that's who the group of women you see me hanging out with a lot i'm free surfing with them i don't want to coach yeah. all the time i want to go have fun with Absolutely. my girlfriends yeah so. yeah no yeah. i love that approach that, that's Thank that's you. very i love it intro begin and grow teaching them the the ethics and the you know the safety and everything and then yeah, and releasing them into the wild. Yeah, because I, I mean, let's face it, I don't want to be out free surfing and have a bunch of uninformed, uneducated kooks running into me while I'm teaching or surfing. And I was that person at one time, mm -hmm. and it can get dangerous. So just safety is a big part of yeah. what I'm trying to incorporate. I was an ocean rescue lifeguard for many years up in Mass Cape Cod, Massachusetts, okay. and that's where I really got into surfing and paddling a little more. Yeah. So safety is big for me, um, being a swimmer and an ocean rescue guard, and I want to bring that into my surf school as much as possible because, you know, if we're safe, then we can have fun, mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of the approach we're taking here for sure, I'll, just stay stoked. It. 
I love it. <laughs> Ladies and gents, check them out at Mermaid Surf Sisters and then MermaidSurfSchool.com. No, MermaidSurf.com. MermaidSurf.com. Yeah, thanks, And uh, Yeah, if you're down at Wrightsville Beach and want to want to learn, uh, sending you over to Kelly. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Now, so the, the episode here is going to try to center around your most memorable wave. So mm-hmm. surfing in the Boston, Massachusetts, uh, Northeast area, um, and then lifeguarded. Do people swim in the ocean? Like, it's cold up It's there. cold. <laughs> it's so cold. They do. We don't know any better until you come down south. <laughs> right. Right. Usually when we're out here, like, at Easter, and you see a bunch of people swimming, you're like, yeah, they're from Ohio, or they're from up north. Yep. So, I always say Canadians. <laughs> it's the Canadians. <laughs> it's the Canadians. Right. It's not frozen. It's swimmable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So where are we going for, for your most memorable wave? We are paddling on over to Masonboro Island. Masonboro Island. <laughs> for my, the super secret spot that and everybody knows about. Yeah. <laughs> now, recently, Andrew Walden. You know Andrew? Mm-hmm. So he just, uh, there was a documentary on Nat Geo with uh, him and a friend who got stung by a box jelly mm-hmm. over there. Have you seen it? I have not seen it, but I have been stung yeah. by many box jellies. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's not pleasant. It takes you out. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. W- was that here or elsewhere? I, I've been stung by box jellies here a bunch, mm-hmm. many times. Teaching, surfing, yeah. duck diving. Oh, yeah. You name it. Yeah. Which I'm thankful they're not here every day. Right. But when August. The, yeah. When that water warms up, starts feeling like a bath, they, they kind of like to travel north a little bit yeah yeah no not cool but yeah so that was at masonboro so masonboro you know lost its secrecy a while ago and now it's definitely lost its secrecy but with that whale that washed up a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and the box jellies maybe nobody will want to go over there anymore right it's super dangerous over there oh, definitely don't go surf over at masonboro sharks, sharks everywhere yeah. jellyfish man-eating sea turtles horrible waves yeah Definitely no barrels no. to be had over there, mm, nope. except for this <laughs> except, one. Oh, we're getting <laughs> barreled today. All right. So let, let's talk about it. So what time of year? This was late summer. Okay. And hurricane I, season? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was there a hurricane swell? Uh, not, nope, not that little window actually that's what makes this pretty magical okay i uh used to teach some ocean safety swim lessons on the, the super south end okay called the super south down <laughs> by the jetty um because it's a great place to learn about currents mm. and you know dangerous objects in the water and yeah. boating just you know for kids who learn how to swim in a pool but not yet in the ocean they're not ready for a surf lesson yet so i'd kind of transition between the two because i taught a bunch of swim lessons so i'm down parking down there gets down there super early Mm because you have to and uh, to get a spot and i was just going to go out and surf at the jetty Mm -hmm. my little secret spot yeah and it's never too crowded because there's no parking and i met a gentleman in the parking lot who was like I'm about to paddle over to Mace. Do you want to come? And I was like, I don't know. I've, I've never paddled over to Masonboro before. I'd only been in Wilmington, Wrightsville Beach area for a year and a half now. Uh-huh. I'd been over there on a boat a couple of times, spoiled. And I was like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of ner- like, I'm nervous. I don't even know you. And he's yeah. like, let's do it. And I'm like, all right, let's just do it. <laughs> so I grabbed my little 6'4 quad fin fish and we paddled over. I was 
exhausted before I even got up on the beach, but it felt more comfortable having him by my side. Yeah. And, um, definitely good to do that with somebody. Yes. I, so you know, part of this, <laughs> you know, is to teach people and I, and I'd love to learn more about, you know, this, uh, this training that you're doing, or, or I don't know if you're still doing that. No, not anymore. Ocean yeah. safety <laughs> and different things like that. But, um, you know, the current tides coming in, going out. And so you've got to know a lot before you make that paddle and it is an exhausting paddle this is before you surf and then it's going to be an extra exhausting paddle on the way back that's the real kicker to this story okay okay because <laughs> we paddled over at a pretty slack tide All right. and um it, it wasn't the current wasn't too strong and i was kind of following the lead of this this other gentleman and i knew yeah. you know the tides weren't ripping and i was like i just have maybe two hours before my before i have to teach this lesson so i knew it was just going to be a quick get over there yeah. maybe catch some waves and come back but we got over there and there were chest high waves coming in with head high sets oh wow and i'm just like where, where are these waves coming from like on the south end it's maybe knee high i, I was gonna take a seven foot foamy out and just have some fun for a workout and we paddle over to mace and i feel like i'm in a yeah. different completely different place a different planet and uh paddled out i'm still a pretty beginner surfer i'm not gonna lie like when i moved here six and a half years ago i was really just committing to surfing that's why i moved here to be able to surf year round yeah. um and and commit to you know progressing in that area because right. i just love it more than anything i've ever done in my life and it's never too late to start something new if you're stoked about it yes so i'm super nervous paddling out with this guy i don't know there's maybe five people in the water the waves are pretty big for me i can't even duck dive the board i'm on so i'm just trying to paddle and as the sets come i'm getting pushed back and yeah. back and you know in my mind i'm swearing to myself to motivate myself to get through these waves uh -huh. i'm like don't give up come on let's keep going you've got this and i'm getting pushed back and pushed back and I'm like ready to just go sit on the beach and, and take a breather. And I finally made it out to the lineup and just sit and collect myself. Like I said, my arms are already exhausted just from the paddle over. I haven't even caught a wave yet. Oh, no. <laughs> and then it just starts going off. Everybody's taking turns, catching great Man. waves. Yeah. And uh, I catch a couple rights. I'm all about going right. I'm, I'm regular foot. So that's my comfort zone. You know, I'm not a, I didn't at the time love going backside. Yeah. It was scary for me. So I'm just taking some small shoulders that nobody else wants, getting a feel for the waves. And then here comes the set. And I like, I just have to get like, you know, that moment where you give yourself the pep talk <laughs> when you see the set coming, yeah. like you're like, I should take going. a deep breath. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Some deep breaths. Like yeah. I just didn't give myself an option to say no. I said, what's the worst that can happen? You know? Yeah. And I was like, let's just send it. Let's go. And it was a left. So I paddled as hard as I could. And it was a steep drop, probably a head high wave. And I wasn't that great at going left at the time. So all I did, knew to do was stay low, grab my rail and tuck in. Yeah. Which is also how you get barreled, apparently. <laughs> so I accidentally got a backside barrel oh, wow. at Masonboro. And I was in the barrel long enough to say to myself, oh my God, I'm getting barreled right now. <laughs> like, this is what every surfer dreams about. Yeah. And I did not know that today was going to be that day. That's you know, special. whatever yeah. day that was, couple, you know, five years ago. And as I'm shooting out of the barrel, the guy who I had paddled over with was paddling back yes. out to the lineup had watched it happen he goes dude you just got shacked oh man <laughs> and 
I couldn't even respond. Like I couldn't process what was happening in that moment yeah. because to be, you know, in your mid late twenties and having your first barrel oh, man. is it's pretty epic, you know? Yeah. And it's, it clicked for me in that moment. That's when I knew I was like, this is it. I have found my stoke, my passion. Like this is it for me. And everything since that barrel literally has shifted i've shifted away slowly from teaching swim lessons and swim coaching and doing ocean safety and really starting to pivot towards teaching surfing yeah. specifically for females because i want to share that feeling with mm. as many women as possible yeah yeah because in that moment it did more than just you just did you did more for yourself than just catch your first barrel like uh, yeah it it propelled you into a trajectory of life absolutely that that's that's cool that's it, a, it was magical i'm nothing short of magical and i think you know i was definitely stoked before that wave but that took that elevated my stoke levels to a new place a new high that i didn't even know existed mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's kind of where i operate from now so a lot of people are like you're just like the most stoked person i'm like i love i love surfing yeah and it's there's nothing else like it and i want to share it and you know if whether you're on a knee high wave or getting barreled, like it's it's your relative level of stoke that just like keeps you going, keeps yeah. you feeling good. It's the best high, it's the best drug, you know? Yeah, it is. It is. It is um it is an addiction at times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but it's it's a healthy one. Mm -hmm. Unless you're getting fired all the time and you, you Right. As long healthy addiction <laughs> is one in which it does not interfere with your daily life responsibilities. <laughs> so go. I've made my daily life responsibility serve. You're a functional addict. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Oh my. <laughs> now <clears throat> have you been able to get that backside barrel again since then? Not at Masonboro. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I don't surf over there too much. Yeah. That's why that day was just totally random. Yeah. Just, you know, I like to say yes to opportunity. There you so go. if somebody invites me to paddle over on a whim, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Or do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Doing, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, I love opportunity and, but I do try and listen to myself as well. You mm -hmm. know, like what's in alignment with me. Sure. So I, I have not gotten barreled at Masonboro since that magical morning i've i've tucked into a few barrels you know here on the south end i don't usually make it out of them though um but that's the fun of it <laughs> i love a good slam here and there yeah. <laughs> been in tons of barrels <laughs> yeah this is all <laughs> my question is often you know like you see all these magazine shots these guys in these how many of them actually made it out like, did they make it out beyond the photo because they're so deep or whatever? Right. It's like, they got the I've shot. been there <laughs> with that same smile and eyeballs bulging out, but I didn't make it out. No. <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't see the end of the way. That's right. Yeah, but it's, it's still just, it's so magical to be completely covered up, engulfed in a wave. The energy yeah. in that moment, in that experience is unlike anything else you'll ever experience in Agreed. any other area of your life. And that's why people chase the waves yeah. and, and try and get that, that tube time. Yep. Yep. You know, as you were, as you explaining that I drifted off over there and I looked back at you and you were drifted off over there because <laughs> it, it, it does create this, this stoke, this energy of, Oh my goodness. Like, you know, uh, Tony Puente, right? 
Mm-hmm. So oh, he's yeah. at South End all the oh, time yeah. as well. well had, South End legend. Yes, he is. I had the opportunity to interview him. And I asked him, because he's a neuropsychologist, professor, etc. I was like, what is it? And he defines it as that, that state of being present, mm-hmm. free, and, and your body and your mind are engaged with the, the world around you in such a different way. And, and what the mind does in releasing those, those chemicals, that, those feel-good chemicals, the serotonin and all those things. To, and you want more of that. Absolutely. It's the flow state. Yep. It's, it's really an ideal state of being. And as we know with surfing, it's unlike any other, many other sports or activities where the conditions are constantly mm-hmm. changing. Yes. Every moment, every wave with the, just the way the water moves. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be present. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't be on your phone. You can't, you know, no shoes, no phone. You're just totally out there in the elements yeah. responding to what's going on around you. And I don't get me wrong. I love surfing with a group of friends, but at the same time, going to surf alone is pretty special mm-hmm. as well because you really get in tune and connected. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's that flow state where you get those magical waves or those barrels that you didn't think were going to happen. Right. And to have your barrel witnessed, though. Yeah, that's also... Yeah. There's a, there's a little added stoke on that. When someone's cheering for you as you're popping out of a barrel, I mean, the icing on the cake right there. Absolutely. <laughs> like it happened. Yeah. Someone saw it. That really happened. Okay, yeah. I'm not just... Did you ever see that guy again? I did not. <laughs> no. Because I had to leave before him. I didn't want to leave, but I had to go teach. Yes. Um, which meant I had to paddle back. By yourself? By myself. How was the current then? dangerous luckily luckily the current so the tide was coming in okay so filling in so all the water was rushing in right in the going in the inlet filling in um the the channel so if you've never crossed the inlet before on a boat or paddling it it is very strong very strong current um when the tide's coming in or out luckily for me like i said the water was pulling inwards and i let let me back up. I was a division one swimmer, mm. competitive prone paddler as a, not to toot my own horn, but I am a confident paddler. I was right. like, I've got this. Like, here we go. You know, I just got barreled. Life is good. <laughs> I'm strong. I'm in great, you know, physical shape. And the ocean put me in my place mm. and humbled me that day, not out in the waves, but just paddling through yeah. the, the inlet um, against that current. I left right by the end of the rocks just to come over to the south end yeah. where I was going to teach and I have never paddled so hard in my life. Yes. You think I was getting chased by a shark or something because I am digging deep my head's down. I'm on my little 6-4 uh. board wishing I was on a 10-foot <laughs> prone board and I'm just getting sucked in and oh, I man. could only imagine if the currents were flip-flopped I would have been getting pulled it, out right. easily. I would have been pulled out to the ocean and here i am going to teach an ocean safety (laughs) lesson lesson number one don't lose your mind yeah lesson number one don't surf too long (laughs) that the tides switch on you um even if you are getting barreled so i'm luckily getting pulled in and i did have a boat ask if i wanted help but i'm stubborn and strong (laughs) and you know miss independent thinking i've got this and I really didn't. I mean, I was pretty far in and I just never gave up and I talked myself through. I said, you're safe. You're right. on a board. Even what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to get sucked in too far and then you just have to paddle yeah. 
Or, dock around. Or climb up somebody's dock on in Banks Channel. Exactly. <laughs> Call the, the Coast Guard's right there. Right, They'll still yeah. surely see me. Yeah. And it took me twice as long to get back as huh. it did to get over. And I was exhausted. Yeah. Um, and it was just a really great reminder of the power of the ocean and the power of the water. And I think that's another reason we're so drawn to the ocean. Yeah. Um, it really is as connected and unlimited and abundant as it makes us feel it also puts us in our place and Mm -hmm. um can make us feel very small and humbled and i think that's super important as a human and definitely as a surfer absolutely you know it's not about how you look out there it's about how you feel Mm -hmm. and sharing that with the people around you and just bringing that good positive energy out into the ocean i think super important yes good word good word and thanks for sharing that that was that was spot on and and yeah this is this is a great episode i hope that as people listen they they get pumped they get educated and inspired to jump on a board and and to give it a go and 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 not quit and learn those lessons the 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 world needs a little more humility and the ocean's a good place to give it to you yeah definitely because you are small you're not you're not the alpha on the on the food chain out there either Mm -mm. and um yeah it's a lot of respect to be given to the ocean but it's, it's what we put ourselves in and that right. element to push ourselves to get pounded to get up and to smile i live the, i survived that one yeah Let's that's go. life right Let's surfing go. is life yes. like you're gonna get pushed back you're gonna want to give up you're gonna get held under you're not gonna they're gonna there's days i don't make the paddle out it's a lot fewer now luckily <laughs> but you know that and there are days i get held under there's days i don't even get a good wave but yeah. it's not a, about that it's just about resilience you know, being able to adapt, like mm-hmm. we were talking about before the podcast a little bit, just, yeah. you know, life is going to throw you curveballs, and yeah, the sets will. are going to come and they're going to hold you down. And surfing just really teaches us to, um, really work through yeah. those hard times and not give up and knowing that, you know, for every set that holds you down, there's going to be another one you get barreled on. Yeah. You just got to keep going. <clears throat> you know, Kelly, I think you should start a podcast <laughs> and just these, I'm just throwing it out like five to 10 minute talks with Kelly <laughs> and these little nuggets of truth that you've learned over, over the years of your, you know, your, your surf career because, because they're invaluable. They're, Thank you. they're great. And I don't know, I'm, I might have to just hand you my box of, uh, of stuff and say, <laughs> go for it. I mean, surfing has changed my life. I wouldn't be sitting here at this table with you right now. I can honestly say that without surfing. And I, like I said, I just want to share what I've learned out in the ocean and my journey learning to surf and mm-hmm. really actually learning myself, learning who I am, being yeah. confident in who I am. I just want to share that with as many females as possible because I think it's important for everybody to just tap into that sense of self and, yes. and, and self-confidence. Yeah. Because life's not easy. No, <laughs> and surfing's not. not either. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, I was tempted here to ask, what would life be like for Kelly if it weren't for surfing? But maybe that's for another conversation. Yeah, that might be a heavy one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but there's more in there. I mm-hmm. can see it in your eyes, and it's awesome. So keep it up. I love thank it. Thank you. I love it. Hey, as we uh, wrap our time up, Kelly, thank you again for sharing that. Um, I, I, I want to throw out the, the hang 10. We talked about it right before yeah. <clears throat> we got going. So these are just 10 
quick questions. You already answered one, so I won't. I won't go to you about you being regular foot. <laughs> uh, goofies rule the world, but we'll, hey, I'm I'm all for goofy. <laughs> I try and go switch, and it, yeah, all the time. Oh yeah. man, I've tried on. I've tried to do that skateboarding. It hasn't ended well. Right, so. right. It never ends well. No. I try. <laughs> I'm an aspiring goofy footer. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, what's your favorite wax? Um, I gotta go with sticky bumps. Sticky bumps. There you go. Sticky bumps rises to the top and around here. I don't know if it's because it's the predominantly, you know, each surf shop. That's kind of what they have, they out, have out front. But uh, sticky bumps does win the day a lot. Where do you like to go after a session to eat some food? I go to Sundays. I know they don't have much in the food department up there, but that's my go-to. If, if I'm not out in the waves, I'm at Sundays. There you go. <laughs> Sunday Surf Cafe. Great. I love it there. They do it's a my great home job. away from home. <laughs> uh, you ever surfed inland waves? Like BSR, Surf Ranch? I have not. Would you want to? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard that they are building a wave pool in Myrtle Beach. Interesting. And in Charlotte. So there might have to be some road trips scheduled for the future Let's to, do to it. go check those places out. I'll surf anything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you could have a cup of coffee and one hour with any surfer, any time in history, who would it be? Kelly Slater. Kelly? Yeah, I tell people I'm named after him, but I'm totally not. <laughs> <laughs> Did not grow up in a surf family. I'm not sure my parents knew who he was. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's cool. What would be one question you'd ask him? Um, I would ask him about his mindset. Like, how have you made it through your your surf journey mm -hmm. to, to get to this level right. to be the best? Right. Yeah. I mean, the the number of injuries he's had and the, mm -hmm. the push through, and you know, he's. I think he's a year younger than me and I know how I feel at this age, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and I know he's got, you know, people behind him and a support crew, but it's definitely a mindset. Yeah. It takes a certain, um, type of person. And then on top of that daily commitment to your mental health and mm -hmm. mental strength yeah. more than even more so than your physical. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If you could take a surf trip anywhere, price wasn't an issue. Where would you go? I mean, after watching this surf contest right now, I got to say Western Australia. Oh, yeah. That's it's been monstrous. I've been watching the Margaret River Pro, and I'm I'm sold on that. Yeah. I mean, I would go anywhere, but right now, in this moment, it's definitely Western, West Oz. That'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be a, a wild adventure. Exactly. That's part of it. I love, I love an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you could have one board, only one board, for the rest of your life. <laughs> I know. I uh, see. As I ask this question, people are like, "Well, what about this condition and that condition?" You know, <laughs> no, it's one board the rest of your life. To be completely honest, it would be a five-six uh, fish-type foamy board quad setup. I have had the most fun epic surf sessions on that foamy board really? i had a few actually now since i started surfing i had a bad back injury for a while so that yeah. was all i could really surf i couldn't it just i was on a foamy a lot and i ended up loving it especially for wrightsville beach 
it doesn't matter how bad the waves are, how good the waves are. You're gonna have, you're gonna have the most fun out in the lineup. And I'm just trying to have fun. I'm not trying to be the best surfer out there. I'm just trying to be the most stoked. And that that foamy shortboard foamy board, that's the Stoke Mobile right yeah. there. What brand is it? I had an Odyssey, like the Odyssey Catch Surf, but I actually just got the um, Ben Gravy Wave Band, and that is an up leveled foamy board right there. I don't oh, know. Oh, sick. If, if anybody out here you follows the, the Ben Gravy. You have it in the van I now? Do. Yeah, I'll I'd, show I'd love you. to see it after I don't go this. anywhere without it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take a picture of it and throw it on the gram so everybody can see what we're talking about. Definitely. <laughs> it's super fun. <laughs> so were you here when uh, Ben Gravy was in town? I was actually down in Carolina Beach that weekend. I think it was a, there was a surf contest going on or something down there as well, oh, maybe. Yeah. And I, was, I don't know. I missed that. Yeah, I did too. I, I was inland. I can't remember doing what, but I wasn't able to be here either. All right, so here here's a question. Since you kind of you know surfed a little bit up northeast California and now down here, would you rather have warm water and okay waves, or cold water and more consistent waves? Ooh, I'm gonna have to go with the warm and okay. Yeah. I can I can shred an okay wave <laughs> on that foam board, and I just like to be warm especially you know the older we get my body just feels better yeah. in the warmth <laughs> <laughs> absolutely that's a tough one though that, that, yeah. that is I, after like surfing cape cod massachusetts i mean oh, the yeah. sharks are a different issue but just the cold i've had hypothermia twice because i just didn't get out when i should have the waves mm. were too good mm. and it, it really sh it, it limits the stoke like when you're just uncomfortable so yeah, yeah i'm gonna go with the warmth there you go <laughs> i grew up surfing ocean city maryland and mm -hmm. delaware beaches and so it's not as cold as the cape <laughs> but it's still chilly mm -hmm. hey uh since you're outside in the sun a lot what's your preferred sunscreen um, I just uh, started committing to this brand called Badgers. It's a reef-safe, eco-friendly um, brand, but I like to use their face stick. It stays on super well. Mm. You'll see me out there with white all over my face. You know, got my surf hat on, yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's it saves me. That's good. <clears throat> That's good. I, I tell people, you know, I wear I wear a hat. You know, when I'm doing surf camp and stuff and keep the sun off and I try and keep a lot of sunscreen on as well. But I tell people I'm only 25, y'all. So make sure you wear your sunscreen because you're going to end up wrinkly like yeah. this. <laughs> and the wrinkles are a sign of a life well spent out in the sun. That's right. Many my, ways. Like when I open my eyes, like this, you can see the tan. I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's what happens when you smile. Like you're, you're going to get the wrinkles and the tan lines. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So here's, here's an important question. Do you <clears throat> put cream in your cup before coffee mm -hmm. or do you put cream in after coffee? This is this is like I life altering. Do, here. I drink my coffee black. Black oh, coffee right here. Unless I'm getting a latte, then you know the baristas, the right, fabulous right, baristas at at Sundays know know my my favorite cup of coffee and they make it for me special what did they make for me the other day a cinnamon honey that's my my Latte? jam yep that's that's my yeah. that's my regular go-to so, so I, I went in there and they're like hey what do you want i said what, what do you like my i loved going and getting a caramel latte that's kind of like my litmus test for whatever coffee shop and they're like, oh, well, we make you this. And they made that cinnamon honey latte. I do the oat milk, cinnamon honey latte. I think, yeah, I think I had the oat milk. That was and delicious. I just bring them my cup. They know that's my regular. Do you hear that squeaking? Oh, yeah. I hear all the noises. I think so. We're not far from the recycle bins, y'all. And so if there's this <laughs> squeaky and a, like sounds like an alarm in the background and then all of a sudden a loud slam, 
that you're, you've been warned. Hopefully that that's, won't. that's your sign to recycle, Dude, reduce, that's, reuse, that's and really, recycle. That's really squeaky in the ears. It is. Here. Wow. Uh, okay. So you're, you're black coffee. I love black coffee unless well, it's a latte, obviously. Now I'm going to throw that question out for you then. <laughs> yeah. If you won a competition and had to donate 50% to a charity of your choice, what would it be? Ooh. I'm going to be a little bit selfish and I would bring it right back into the mermaids. And I've been trying to offer some scholarship opportunities nice. for yeah. some, um, for some younger females who don't have the opportunity to come to camp. It's not cheap yeah. to learn how to surf and especially right. to do it in a safe way. So I'm trying to make it more accessible. So I would try and give that to, um, maybe do like a totally, uh, free and accessible camp to just our local community right here in the Wilmington area. There you go. I love it. I love it. I think that's 10. Hey, cool. we're, we're doing good on time. We can keep talking. We can keep talking <laughs> and we can stop here. I'm, I'm totally cool. Um, let's, let's wrap it up with uh, your sketchiest moment in the water. Ooh, besides that paddle back Beside, from Masonboro, yeah. that, that. That, that was a good one there. Um, so when I was actually, yep, yeah, yeah, I can tell you that one. I was in Oregon. I had driven cross country with my, my boyfriend at the time and um, we went to go paddle out in, I can't remember, the super cool spot in Oregon. Again, I'm still a beginner surfer at this mm -hmm. point. Um, seasonal at best, you yeah. know, surfing for two months out of the year. And here I am going to paddle out in a place I don't know where the waves are a lot heavier in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And again, overconfident. My boyfriend's paddling out at the time, and uh, I'm like, I'm a swimmer. I'm a paddler. I can do this, you know? <laughs> Just, like, totally, again, getting humbled by the ocean in this moment. I make the paddle out, but it was sketchy. I mean, I was getting held down. And once I, the, the crazy thing is once I made the paddle out and I turned back around and realized how far away from the beach I was because yeah. it was a cove, oh. I had no clue how I was going to get back in. Oh, yeah. The waves were way too big for me to drop in, and they were just thick slabs, tons of white water, oh, yeah. disorganized. And it it wasn't about making the paddle out that day. It was ma about making the paddle back mm. in and having to stay calm. And um, not many people out there. My boyfriend and I got super separated. I think he had even caught a wave in because it was getting kind of sketchy. So I'm kind of oh, just man. sitting out there yeah. alone. I know it's sharky. Yeah. I know there's a lot of wildlife out there. And I'm borderline having a panic attack and oh, I again man. just having those deep breaths yeah. telling myself I can do this I can make it through and um, having to talk myself through every step of the way and I basically paddled in and would just let the wave like the white water from the waves push me so yeah. I just got pushed back into shore mm. and um, that, that was sketchy again another like very humbling moment of like I'm still very much so a beginner and those with surfing in life, like you have to know when to push yourself right. to go challenge yourself, step outside your comfort zone and grow. But there's also a time to know when to sit out mm -hmm. and say, this is too much for me and I'm going to respect myself yeah. and my environment and not go for it yes. today or in these conditions. And that was one of those days where I, I didn't like honor my true level and myself and put myself in a dangerous position because that that was one of the few times I really actually thought I was going to die out there. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm going to get held under. I'm so tired. I don't have the energy to paddle anymore. Mm. And the sets just kept coming on my head. And even though I'm trying to ride the whitewater and I'm getting tossed and Sounds tumbled. Horrible. So yeah, do, don't be afraid to sit out when you know it's time to sit out as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Man, thanks for sharing that because yeah, that is a life lesson. Know, know your limits. Mm-hmm. Got to learn to push them, but mm-hmm. know them. Respect that feeling of, mm, I'm just going to sit this one out. Yep, yeah, that's good. Sure. That's good. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. We, we, um, we always wrap it up with this, um, f- this little history lesson. Uh, earliest reference to surfing in history. Like written down, documented. I find it in an ancient document called the Bible. And it's in Acts 27. Not Jesus walks on water. Sometimes, oh yeah, Jesus walked on water. Ha, ha. No, 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 that's not it. No, in the book of Acts, it records uh, uh, one of the early um, missionaries of the church, a guy named Paul. And he was traveling in a ship during the winter, and the ship gets stuck in this big storm. So they're trying to make landfall. They, they see a beach, like a covey area, probably like the one you're paddling out there in yeah. Oregon, and, you're, and you're, they try to make for it. They hit reef. The, they get stuck in the reef. The waves pound the ship, and it breaks apart. But the captain said, if you can swim, swim. So it says they swam. And then it says others made it to shore safely on pieces of the ship. But that's not the, the surfing part. The next part in that verse is Acts 27, 44. It says, and some on boards and so in my mind i'm thinking these mariners you know these mediterranean mariners back then were they they kept some some literal logs yeah. on that on they that ship equipment. yeah they had the <laughs> equipment the you know they're, they're going down the, and they're like oh look at that let's anchor here and pilot anyway that's just my thinking i think it's been around a long time i would agree with that i'm, I'm <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah but ladies and gents Thanks so much for listening. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're stoked. Ladies, be listening for Kelly Kills It podcast (laughs) (laughs) in the future. Y'all have a great rest of your day. (laughs) Thanks, Kelly. Thank you, Kyle.